body and soul My hands still sticky and my head's ice cold My sugar tastes sour, my salt tastes sweet I wanna lay down, but I just can't sleep It's your voodoo working It's your voodoo working Round and round, the same old thing Heartache, misery, trouble and pain It's your this is Jim Mannion, and I'm on the line with Elon Jewell, who's returning to Bloomington with her band on Thursday, the 23rd of August, uh, early show at Players Pub. Things get underway about 7. Elon, how are you doing? Are you back in the United States yet? I am, yeah. We just got back, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. We are still trying to get our land legs under us. Well, you've been uh, uh, busy, busy on the road, especially overseas. What are some of the places you've played in the last few months? Well, in the last few months, we've been everywhere from California to New York City to Madrid, Spain, <laughs> um, London, and Germany, and We've been all over the place. We even went to this little island off the coast of Spain called Mallorca, which was a oh, highlight tour. You're kidding. Mallorca? Yeah. We had a show there, believe it or not, and it was right on the beach underneath a full moon. It was the night that the um, full moon was eclipsed. It was a blood moon, and we had just about the best view you can imagine of that. So every now and then something truly wonderful happens when we're on the road that makes up for the not so wonderful stuff yeah like losing some of your gear i saw i saw that ordeal on social media but you got things back uh, yeah. right yeah it was a little touch and go for a few days there the, the airline just wasn't telling us anything so we didn't even know if anyone on the planet knew where our musical equipment was and you know it was the not knowing i think that was that was scaring us but we did get it back after a few days and all's well that ends well all right does your daughter mavis still go on the road with you she does yeah she goes to every well she goes everywhere we go so we we just um keep thinking that you know it's a matter of time before she's in the band <laughs> She's trying to figure out a way in, I can tell. <laughs> what a life she must have. And uh, I got to say, that picture that you posted with uh, you and her and her namesake, Mavis Staples, uh, that about melted my heart. Oh, yeah. I love that picture. I, I really feel like that was one of the highlights of my life so far, just I mean, I had met Mavis Staples before, um, a couple times before, and, and that was a big part of why Jason and I decided to name our little girl after her, because we just went meeting her, you know, really kind of confirmed how much we love her music, because she's such a wonderful person to talk to, in addition. But, you know, it, you always kind of have this, um, at least I do, I get nervous when I meet someone who's a hero of mine, because oh, yeah. I don't want that bubble to burst. Mm-hmm. But with Mavis Staples, it's the opposite. Every time I meet her, I just feel even better about hearing her music, and it's so uplifting. And she was just so kind to our little Mavis, and so it was, it was really a highlight. For those in the audience who aren't very familiar with your story, why don't we go back and get to know where your interest in uh, 
American Roots music started because your music now is, is you can't really define it with one genre name. It's more of a melting pot of Roots music. But, but where did you get the bug to sing and play and write? I'm not sure exactly where it started, but it's something that crept up on me slowly throughout my childhood. Um, I, as far back as I can remember, I've always loved music and from a really early age was trying to write music. You know, I wrote my own songs about my dog dying. And <laughs> I mean, I was a country music artist from the get-go, I guess, or blues music artist. I've always loved the sad songs, you know, and, and I always knew that music was going to be important to me throughout my life, but it took me a long time to figure out in what way I should be involved in music, and, and Roots music especially has just always been the language that I speak. I mean, even when other kids were listening to, I don't know, what did other people listen to? Debbie Gibson and stuff when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, you know, nothing against her or anything, but it was the mainstream stuff on the radio, and I, all I wanted to hear was the oldies station, which was at that time playing Elvis and um, Buddy Holly and the Kinks and stuff like that. So, and I, you know, that so that early rock and roll has always been important to me, and um, early rockabilly, and you know, I think it, a lot of it had to do with hearing the Bob Dylan bootleg series when I was. Um, about 15 or so. Oh, and yeah. The, it was especially the first tape, because we had it on cassette tape. My dad bought it at the local record store, and then we went on this really long road trip, and it was all we listened to. And I I couldn't move past the first one. Like, you know, the second and third maybe got a little too modern. I always have had a penchant for the early stuff, the first record. The oh, yeah. Side, the, you know, the more obscure and early, the better. I agree. Bob could really deliver back then in the days well he still does but there's something special about the days when he still had his his baby fat the <laughs> the photo the photo on that first album uh, exactly. still gets me i think i have this right you and your drummer jason beak and who's also your husband um didn't you guys start out in boston like busking on the street we did yeah let's see that was about 14 years ago now yeah that's where we met jerry miller our guitar player jason introduced me to jerry miller our guitar player and that's where the band formed and um for a long time we well a few years we really considered ourselves a boston band you know and mm-hmm. since then we have we've definitely scattered to all corners of the country but as you know, Jerry Miller, one of the places, well, the place that he chose to scatter to was Bloomington. Exactly. And uh, I'm sure you know of Jerry's just voracious appetite to get out and play with anybody. Not just anybody, but he really interacts with the Bloomington music scene in a great way. He's really open to, to playing with people. And uh, in fact, that new album of his, uh, Miller Time, uh, is on the WFHB charts right now. About three weeks ago, it was our number one album. And we have uh, him and his local band booked for a big street party as part of our fun drive uh, in mid-September when you guys are taking a break after all this touring. So the Elon Jewel Band may stop, but Jerry Miller just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> He's a force of nature. No kidding. Mm-hmm. 
I want to focus a little bit here while we have some time today, Elon, to, to talk about your most current album, Downhearted Blues. Uh, some of us got a chance to see you play last up at uh, Hi-Fi in Indianapolis about a year ago, and, and you debuted some of these songs, and it really connected with me how you all weren't trying to do sort of a modern, um, glossy version of the blues, so to speak, but you really dug in to, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but the true feeling of the bluesy side of, of Roots music. And, and the album has some really great covers. When, when I first heard uh, Walking with Frankie come out, I just thought, somebody else has heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> What was your, your modus operandi in terms of putting that album together? The hardest part about putting that album together was narrowing it down, um, just the question of, well, okay, which amazing blues songs are we going to do? Because there are so many blues songs that I love and have loved since I was a kid. I mean, once we narrowed it down, that I felt like it kind of just happened really organically on its own. We, we didn't want to just duplicate what had already been recorded because it, everything has already been recorded so amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And so th- then the trick becomes like, okay, so what are we doing that's any different then? And, and, but then we don't want to change things up just for the sake of changing them. If they're not broke, don't fix it. So it's, it's tricky doing a covers album, I think, um, in a different way from doing an original album. We just tried to... Yeah, capture the spirit of each song and have fun with it. I, I kind of felt like a lot of it had to do with um, letting Jerry Miller just go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have fun, Jerry, run with it, you know. And and I feel like he's really, he's at home in any genre, but I feel like the blues especially, um, there's just something about it. He can really lean in yeah. a lot of those guitar guitar riffs and solos and yeah it was tricky in a way but also just really fun and freeing well also with your your long time interaction with your band who's been with you for so long uh it 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 probably wasn't too difficult to really click and and sync and get some get some traction on where you wanted to to go with those recordings yeah we're all on the same page i think with um, well, with all music, really, but yeah. especially with the early blues stuff, none of us want to glossy it up or yeah. make it modern or you know tweak things that don't need to be tweaked or overthink it. That's I think that's another 
danger in um, doing a covers album like this. I, I think the blues are all about not, I think they're all about getting out of your head. And I think that's what hit me when I saw you do those songs live uh, the first time too. You were just feeling it and, and doing it and not overthinking it. Elon, what's coming up uh, next on the horizon in terms of a recording project? We have recorded about six songs already, all originals, and I think we might need to re-record some aspects of them because they were, they were just uh, kind of meant to be rough drafts, and I had a flu when we... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we did that, when was that in the spring, I think, and... So in September, when when this epic um, summer tour is over, we're going to end the tour in Idaho and then and get in the studio in Boise, the same studio we've been working with for the past couple of records. And we're hopefully going to do the second half of this new album. We're hoping that that goes well. <laughs> some of them, some of these songs aren't exactly written yet, but but we have a really solid start. And we are hoping to release this album sometime next year, hopefully early next year. You can probably guess that the WFHB DJs will look forward to that. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we, we just have really appreciated WFHB's support for all these years now. It's just been so great to have folks like you in our, in our corner. Well, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Elin Jewell today on the phone. She'll be playing at the Players Pub along with her killer band this Thursday night, the 23rd of August. And that is an early show, right? Things start about 7 o'clock, I believe. I believe so, yeah. yeah. I think I read that on the internet, and I think that's something I can believe. (laughs) (laughs) Be true. Well, Elin, it's been... uh, Great talking to you on the phone today. We look forward to your show. Great. I look forward to seeing you. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. I'm in a crazy mixed up world.